Let's take our Bibles and turn over to Colossians. I want to read just a, a little bit of Colossians chapter 1, one of the great uh, passages that speak to the, uh, the life of a church family. And uh, this evening is our vision night. We're going to share a little bit about the, uh, what's going to be happening in 2020. And um, Josh wanted to make sure that I drew specific attention. Where's Josh? There, Josh reminded me that that this is the only time that we'll ever be able to speak about the importance of 2020 vision for a church family. And Josh, I didn't tell you when you mentioned that to me, but my mom, 88 years of age, had an eye appointment this week, last week, and she's got 2020 vision. She's got better eyesight than I brought. <laughs> she's got 2020 vision, and I hope. Uh, and Josh hopes that we'll all have 2020 vision uh, when it comes to uh, our service for the Lord this year. Colossians chapter 1, just a, a sweet uh, uh, passage of scripture regarding the life of a healthy church. I want to begin reading in verse number 3. Verse number 3, and, and the Apostle Paul um, didn't know these people. This is not a church that Paul had planted. It was planted by one of the men that he had led to Christ in the revival in Ephesus. And then uh, Epaphras, having gotten saved in Ephesus, then went uh, up the Lycus River Valley and evangelized his hometown, planted a church in Colossae. And the Apostle Paul writes to that church family and says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all and the let's see where did I lose my place and of the love which you have to all the saints for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel Paul had heard good rumors that this church family was filled with faith love and hope and that came from the preaching of the gospel that he had received from Epaphras. Verse 6, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us... Your love in the spirit for this cause. We also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And then he mentioned the two prayer requests that he had. These are great prayer requests for a church family. May God accomplish in the life of each of us what Paul was praying would be accomplished in the life of these believers in Colossae. He said, I don't cease to pray for you and to desire, number one, that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The importance for every member to be filled with the knowledge of what is God's will for my life this year. What does God desire to accomplish for his glory through me this year. That wasn't his only prayer request. His second prayer request in verse number 10. 
that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So not only that we would know the will of God for our lives, but we would live in a way that's worthy of the cost of our salvation, which will bring great pleasure to our God, that he'll be pleased with the life that we live. Now, what kind of a life will please God? Well, we don't have to guess. It's a part of his prayer. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. What kind of life is God pleased with? He's pleased when I am productive, intelligent, strong, and grateful. Four characteristics of a life that brings great pleasure to God when we live such a life for Him. So Paul's prayer is that we would know what God wants us to do and that we would walk in such a way that God will be pleased with the lives that we live. And may that be what God accomplishes in 2020. Well, our vision night is going to start off with just a little bit of a financial recap of 2019. So John Colantoni, one of our deacons, is going to come give us a recap of where 2019 wrapped up. Okay, we just uh, got done closing the books uh, last week, all the financial statements, uh, bank statements coming in. And if we can go to that first slide, here's a, here's a, a quick reca- recap of 2019 for the general fund. You see we had, uh, there's the budgeted and actual amounts. Uh, the actual offerings uh, came in a little under what we thought, thought they would for the budget. The expenses came in a lot less. Uh, that is in large part because we had budgeted for uh, an assistant pastor for six months, six to nine months, uh, and that didn't happen last year. So uh, we had a net surplus of 2019 of about $88,000. As you recall, we, we did uh, redeploy a lot of that surplus and, and some of the surplus from the year before into finishing off the building. We're just about done. You look around, you've been upstairs. Uh, we're probably 90%. We just got some punch out, some finishing work on that. Uh, next slide. Here's what we have. Here's our balance sheet uh, as of December 31st in the, in the general fund. The expansion fund is, uh, that's all general fund money. Uh, we're about, we have 300, over $360,000 in there. Missions is over 83000 That money market fund, depreciating assets, we call it is, a, is a, a capital fund in case anything major goes wrong with the building, uh, heating, uh, roof, anything structural repairs. We have a uh, budget in there for uh, future, future major repairs, which puts us at just a little under a half a million dollars uh, cash in the bank. And that brings us to the 2020 budget that I'm putting together right now. Uh, we, as you, as you know, we're... Uh, there's a good chance we'll be bringing on an assistant pastor uh, this year, so we've met with him, talked to him, had to get 
uh, a budget from him, what would be the cost. Of course, there'd be a move involved. So a lot of things that go into that. We're pretty close to uh, put the final numbers on the budget, and we'll uh, have that together uh, next Sunday. Uh, we'll hand that out and give everybody in the church a, a week or so to pray about it, uh, ask questions, uh, and, and talk about it. So that's, that is it. Or if anybody had any questions right now. All right. Thank you very much, John. And so, uh, Lord willing, next week, as we head off to Uruguay, we'll leave uh, you with a, a, a possible a recommended general fund budget. Uh, typically, we, we give a week uh, for the church family to have that budget, uh, to go over it, to understand it, to ask questions, uh, to talk to John about anything they're not clear on. And, uh, and then the church votes the next Sunday night. But this year, because of the Uruguay trip, uh, John Colantoni and I will be gone for two Sunday nights in a row. So the budget will be handed out next Sunday night. And then the church family will have two weeks uh, uh, before the next Sunday night service where we will be back to, to do church business on something that, uh, like that. So the, uh, the first week uh, will be out of the country, but the second week we'll be back in the country, so uh, John will be available uh, if anyone has questions or, or cl clarification needed. So uh, that puts us voting on the uh, general fund budget uh, the second Sunday of February. I think February begins on what, uh, February 1st or February 2nd is a Sunday, something like that. So it'll be the next Sunday um, that, uh, that the church will be uh, acting uh, on that church uh, uh, budget that is presented. Um, the big question, is, as uh, John uh, mentioned, is the assistant pastor. The next slide uh, reminds us that uh, we have been uh, considering and working with a family in California, Ryan and Christina Colmus and their daughter Leah, and uh, we've had ongoing communication or regular communication uh, with the Colmuses, um, and uh, uh, they are very interested in the opportunity. And uh, we, so here's what here's here's what the plan is. Uh, next, uh, with the with the uh, presentation of the budget, which will include budgeting to be able to um, hire a, an assistant pastor, uh, when the, we'll have along with that a recommended motion from the deacons and myself that we believe that this is the answer to our prayers regarding an assistant pastor, but that's a recommendation from us. We are uh, desirous of knowing. Uh, what the church family, um, uh, we've prayed, we've prayed a long time, uh, we've met this family, I, I say we as in our entire church family has, and so on that business meeting, not only will we be voting on the budget, but we'll also be presenting a, a motion to call uh, Ryan Comus to offer him a job uh, opportunity, a, a um, employment opportunity, and the church will have the opportunity to vote on that, whether we believe that is the will of God, that is the person that we believe is the will of God for our church family. So that business meeting, the second Sunday night of February, uh, both the vote on whether it's the will of God to call the uh, Ryan Colmus and the vote on the general fund budget together would uh, would give uh, us a clear picture as to whether where the church is in our um, believing what the will of God is. Now, if, it, if, if the end result of that is that this is uh, what we believe the will of God is, we offer them a job 
um, position, then that will involve uh, the relocation costs and the um, salary package that would be, would be needed for them. And that's what's being incorporated into the budget and the plan uh, that will be um, a part of our general fund budget. So that's what we're looking at, and we want to continue to pray, and, uh, and then we'll have the opportunity to uh, vote on that uh, in just a, uh, a few weeks. Of course, as I think all of you know, they can't come until the end of the school year because uh, of his present position. Uh, so, um, and so uh, it'll be the, uh, sometime in the early summer before they would come if we do offer them a job and if they do accept that offer. Okay. Uh, next topic is our missions for the year. We've got our annual uh, missions revival coming up in March and our mid-year missions uh, Saturday, Sunday will be in October. Our theme this year will be that the world may know. And we've got a number of missionaries that are coming. Uh, we have at our, uh, our annual missions conference, Missions Revival, that's coming up. We've got six missionary families or individual that's going to be with us uh, going across the top of the screen from left to right. We've got Carl and Charmaine Hauser uh, that are being sent to England uh, by their home church, Calvary Baptist Church in Ashland, Ohio. A young couple will be with us. And then in the middle uh, top, we have uh, Andrew and Sean Canavan. Uh, this Andrew Canavan is the son of uh, Dan and Beth Canavan uh, in Dublin, Ireland, that we have supported for a number of years. And now their son, uh, Andrew, has just gotten married in December, I believe it was, or maybe November. And uh, they are putting together a partnership team and going as missionaries uh, to Ireland. And so they'll be with us. Then we have Wade and, uh, and Donna Rasmussen over in Zambia. They, we have been supporting them for a number of years. And they'll be back to give a report as to uh, how things are going. On the bottom left corner is Kevin and Christina Brown. And uh, we have supported them for a number of years over in Europe. And they'll be with us to give a report as to uh, their ministry there. Pam Wheeler's in the uh, lower middle. Pam uh, has been in Uganda. And we've been supporting Pam for a number of years. She's been an amazing missionary uh, working with the church planning team there in Uganda. And uh, she'll be with us. It's been 10 years since she's been able to be with us. So it'll be good to have her back here and hear from her. And then on the uh, lower right-hand corner is Logan and Brittany Bankston. Uh, uh, going to New Zealand. Uh, they have uh, been in New Zealand. Uh, uh, Logan grew up in New Zealand. His dad and mom, Guy and Debbie Bankston, we have supported in New England, uh, in New Zealand for, uh, for uh, many, many years, and they're going back uh, to New Zealand. Logan and Brittany are. So uh, that means we've got three missionaries that we have supported for many years are coming back to report, and we've got three missionaries that are just going to the to the field, put together a partnership team. So they'll all be with us uh, in, um, in March. Then we also have uh, some uh, folks who are going to be with us in the fall. Uh, and uh, Tatiana Cordero on the, uh, on the left, uh, we have supported her down in Brazil. She's a part of a church planning team there. And so she'll be back to give report. And then uh, top middle is Josh and Francis uh, Dacu. Uh, going to Fiji, and they're being sent from their home church, Fairfax Baptist Temple, and uh, they'll be going to the, uh, the island of Fiji. And then Jerry Abbott uh, works with MANA, represents MANA, and, uh, and helps churches in the, uh, in the funneling of resources uh, into missionaries' hands to be able to feed 
uh, children in various countries and open up avenues of evangelistic opportunity in their uh, towns and villages. And so he's going to be with us as well uh, in the fall. Now, what that means on the map that we've got uh, coming up this year, we've got one missionary coming from South America. Uh, we've got three missionaries from Europe, two from Africa, and two from, uh, I don't even know what continent that's called. Is that part of the Australian continent or uh, Asian continent? I don't know, but that part of the world anyway. So we'll be scattered around the world with the missionaries that will be coming through uh, during 2020 that we'll have the opportunity to um, uh, some to get to know and some to uh, refresh our friendships and, and uh, relationships with those. So that's our, our missions picture at this current uh, hour of what's coming in 2020. One of the things that, uh, that during the last year uh, kind of... Uh, moved down in, in the level of attention was our Growth Point Ministry. Growth Point Ministry is a ministry of uh, providing uh, particular life event uh, topics uh, to be able to enhance uh, growth and development opportunities. And so uh, in the, uh, we're working right now. Uh, we have somebody interested in leading a marriage strength uh, uh, breakout on Wednesday nights. We're looking at materials been looking at about four different uh, DVD-driven lesson materials, and so uh, we'll be uh, finalizing that, and then that'll be something in the late winter, early, very early spring, uh, more late winter probably, uh, on Wednesday nights as a breakout, and we'll also be doing some work with Israel uh, from from, uh, 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 Ray Ray Vanderland, and also from the trips that we have taken over to Israel. So that will be coming up as well on Wednesday nights. We're scheduling in the fall of 2020 uh, a Financial Peace University. I have, I have someone that's going to be leading that and a, a very important financial um, uh, program uh, in learning uh, biblical principles of finance. And so that, again, is a DVD-driven uh, program with Dave Ramsey uh, teaching about financial stability and management, and we'll be doing that as a breakout on um, on Wednesday nights. Then a couple of things that we don't have slotted as far as the time of the year. Uh, we we actually put this very screen up a year ago, and uh, it, it didn't happen. But uh, we've got uh, someone that is uh, uh, interested in possibly leading a ladies' um, next talk. Uh, breakout on Wednesday nights sometime during this year. Don't have a, a time schedule picked out, but um, this is uh, comes out of uh, a Mandy um, Mandy Majors. Did I say that right? Mandy Majors uh, ministry and her book entitled "Talk: um, Cyber Parenting: uh, Developing Such Relationships with Our Children That They're Willing to Tell Us Anything," and uh, very uh, insightful in what's happening. Uh, in children's lives, teenagers' lives, with regards to um, the avenue of technology into a world that, uh, that is not always healthy and good for them. And so uh, we're expecting that to happen sometime during the year where, where there will be a ladies' um, uh, Bible study uh, revolving around uh, cyber parenting and, uh, and hopefully a men's uh, group as well. Uh, that we uh, have been wanting to have that haven't uh, been able to get that finalized. But those are some of the growth point activities that we have scheduled to come up in 2020. Some are going definitely going to happen, and, and some we're working on seeing those happen. Um, 
So that's uh, our Grove Point Ministries. And then let's let's talk a little bit about some of the things we do to, for, for outreach ministry. Our scripture assembly will be happening uh, again this year during April, during the school break. And uh, we'll be uh, having Beacon of Truth back in again and uh, putting together scripture. Uh, they are targeting South America this year. Uh, we have done things for South America as well as I think... Was it last year we did Swahili? I'm not sure. But uh, this year they are they have such a appeal coming to them from South America for whole Bibles uh, as well as major Bible portions to get into the hands of missionaries for distribution. And so uh, I think we'll probably be dealing with uh, the Spanish language uh, this year as they come. Now, we've uh, we've uh, branched out a little bit from this and uh, and that is doing scripture assembly throughout the year. Uh, and that was launched by our uh, Silver Friends uh, M&M's ministry, but no one took any pictures when they were here. And so uh, uh, we snapped a couple pictures yes, uh, Saturday, yesterday, uh, as uh, the Common Grounds uh, had a scripture assembly opportunity yesterday morning. We have, uh, we have the equipment we're buying from Beacon of Truth, the materials, so throughout the year, uh, as often as we have people that are interested or Bible study classes or groups that are interested, uh, we will be able to uh, assemble Scripture and uh, get them prepared uh, to ship out for uh, the final processing. And so uh, right now we've had two groups that have met, and that has just now gotten geared up uh, for ongoing ministry. So we'll be buying uh, a lot some of the product from, from Beacon of Truth when they're here in April, and then that will be available all year long for our groups here at the church to be able to uh, be involved in putting together Scripture for free missionary distribution. As a result of the Beacon of Truth ministry, uh, and as a result of some, uh, some seminar material that I uh, heard uh, down in Richmond regarding the history of America and the role that the Bible played in the development of Western civilization, our language, and here in America, our very government and our very way of life, uh, I started, as a result of the, the Scripture Assembly and that, I, I began to, uh, to have a desire uh, to see us be able to put into the hands of, of uh, into the homes of every home in the South Riding area uh, something that would that would be um, from the vantage point of of education or of uh, uh, of whether a person really is educated. And this next screen shows you a. Uh, a book that I just, in the last uh, maybe two months, came in, uh, became aware of. I had been wanting to figure out a way to get something produced that would be a, a compilation of some Bible portions from Genesis to Revelation that we could uh, put together uh, like a scripture assembly and that we could get through our, our, um, our GROW ministry, uh, and our gospel blitz ministry, uh, get them into every home in South Riding that would be uh, come from the perspective, can you really consider yourself educated if you don't even know what's in the book that did more to shape your culture, your language, your government, your way of life than any other book that's ever been written? Do you know anything about the Bible? 
Do you have any awareness of what's inside the Bible? Uh, most people growing up in America have never read the Bible. They, very few people, percentage-wise, know what's in the Bible, what the Bible's about. And so to put something in homes that would cause them to question whether or not they can really consider themselves educated if they don't know what's in the Bible and then give them something that is not a thousand pages long, like the Bible, uh, but give them something that is the Bible, but a Cliff Notes version of the Bible, whether reading actual Bible portions, but in a, in a uh, length that would be um, appealing to them to read. Well, I just found out someone did that. And they call it the Bible's Amazing Story. And um, with a, a very readable font, not a, a, not a little font, style, but a, a, a nice, comfortable reading font style. It's a booklet of uh, just over 100, 130 pages long. goes from Genesis to Revelation, and it's actually reading the Bible, uh, key portions to create the story, the narrative of the Bible from cover to cover, course, with a very strong um, uh, presence of evangelism in it. And, uh, and so what, what uh, I'm, I'm wanting to do this year in 2020 is to be able to procure, uh, and I'm thinking about, uh, what I'm thinking about doing is rather than the cost of sending out the Christmas and Easter uh, blitzes through the mail, for the money that we spend, that we typically spend on that every year, uh, we we can purchase uh, this book in bulk, and and we can uh, put this in every home with a cover on it, with something that would uh, ask the question, "Are you really educated?" and provide for them the Word of God in 130 pages. They could read the actual portions of the Word of God that will show them the storyline of the Bible. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the, about the use of that and getting the Bible into homes in South Riding. And, and from the vantage point of, of people willing uh, and interested in, in education, uh, in their own education and understanding of truth. And so that's, uh, that's something that's kind of grown out of the, um, the Scripture uh, assembly uh, in my own heart and mind that we're looking at uh, uh, seeing happen during the year 2020. Something else that has to do with reaching out beyond the uh, walls of our church is the, the Dallas South uh, Food Pantry, uh, developing uh, a tangible way to express compassion for needy people. Uh, Loudoun County has a, a sizable uh, population of people who uh, do not have the resources to be able to feed their children adequately. Uh, the Dulles South Food Pantry has developed the theme of neighbors feeding neighbors and um, works with the school systems to identify children that don't have, have lunches, don't have uh, resources for their children to have proper meals. And, uh, and so uh, Rod has kind of taken the lead, some others as well. Um, uh, going, um, Kathy Marvin has gone over and volunteered time and learned more about this program. And, uh, of course, uh, many of you have picked up bags out in the uh, fellowship hall and, uh, and been able to be a part of Neighbors Feeding Neighbors here in Loudoun County. Uh, so a couple of things uh, in 2020. Uh, we're going to continue the food donations, the, um, the bags that we are able to take home and, and put together the foodstuffs that are given 
uh, to people here in Loudoun County. Uh, something else we're going to do that will be new, be uh, August of this year, there's going to be a major clothing drive for uh, people in uh, Loudoun County. And uh, we're going to they're going to use our facility. We're going to have hundreds of people that will come through our facility that Friday. Uh, well, actually, on Saturday, I guess Friday is a set up day and then Saturday morning uh, to just after lunch. And uh, in order to be able to acquire clothing that's donated from across Loudoun County. Uh, to be made available to families that have that need. And so we're going to be participating in that uh, by uh, allowing them to use our facility uh, that uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, to be able to provide um, clothing for needy people here in, in Loudoun County. So the uh, Dulles Food Pantry has given us uh, opportunity to express our compassion for needy people, and we're going to be doing... Um, those two things, the food donations as well as the clothing drives. By the way, for those who any that are interested, uh, Rod can speak more to what opportunities exist. Kathy Marvin has gone over. Others perhaps have donated their time because there's a, it's very heavily driven by volunteers that uh, go and make it happen. Uh, where all the food that's been donated to be able to have that ready for people to come. Um, people that come, come by appointment. And, uh, uh, and they are registered uh, with the food pantry, and, uh, and they need volunteers to be able to make all of that happen. So it's an interesting opportunity for those who, um, who are interested in being involved in helping uh, compassionately people in Loudoun County. So we're going to continue uh, our, um, our cooperation with the Dulles South Food Pantry uh, in 2020. This spring in May, we have the Mark Rogers family. They're going to be back with us. They'll be with us on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And um, not sure how old that picture is, but the last time I saw them a few months ago, Betty and I drove over to a church that, uh, in the uh, middle of Virginia where they were singing and preaching. And their son, I think, is, wasn't he taller than his dad? Or as tall as his dad? And so that picture's a, a couple of, a few years old, perhaps. They look a lot like that, but they're, Sizes are a little bit different as far as height goes, but uh, uh, the Rogers, uh, Mark Rogers has been coming to Community Baptist Church for many, many years. Uh, back before he was married, he came as a single man and uh, singing, his, um, his ministry of music as well as his, uh, his preaching has been a, a blessing to our church family for a long, long time. And uh, so we're looking forward to them being back with us in May. People have been asking about mission trips beyond the Uruguay, which is happening next week. A couple of things that are uh, in the um, development stage as possibilities. How about a mission trip to Alaska? Uh, do you know that the Gerasimov family are ministering in Homer, Alaska? Does anybody know what Homer, Alaska is known for that wasn't in the Common Grounds class this morning? What is Homer, Alaska known for? Huh? Did I hear something? Coast Guard Base. <laughs> well, I don't know for the Coast Guard Base, but I, uh, what else are they known for? It is the halibut fishing capital of the world. Uh, that's what they advertise anyway. I saw pictures of people holding halibuts that were bigger than the person holding the halibut. 
And uh, so anyway, Homer, Alaska, uh, there's a possibility that uh, Rod has been communicating with uh, with the Gerasimov family and uh, they're interested in uh, the possibility of a group coming up from Community Baptist. They have a revival meeting plan and uh, there may be an opportunity for us to come and uh, bring a group that would uh, do children's ministry during the revival meeting so that the adults uh, with the evangelists that they're bringing in to preach, uh, they would have a, a, the children's ministry going on at the same time as well as canvassing and, and uh, inviting people to come to the meetings, that kind of thing. So that's in the possibility, but the, the number that they can handle is, is about half of what we sometimes have taken on mission trips. So Rod has also been talking about Peru. Now this is the other extreme opposite. You go from nice, comfortable, cool Alaska to the jungles of the Amazon in Peru. So you can have it, whatever you like. You like to sweat, you can go to Peru. If you like the balmy weather of southern Alaska, you can go to Alaska. But uh, the, um, the um, Cross family down in, in Peru, they also can only handle uh, about half the number that we have often taken on mission trips. So uh, Rod is even going to float the idea of maybe doing both trips and uh, so that people could have a choice and anyone that wanted to go on a trip could go in one of the two directions, either north or south. But those are uh, two things that Rod has been working on with the missionaries in those locations. Uh, these are two locations that the airfare is, um, is uh, more reasonable than the last two trips we've taken. And so um, that's being worked on uh, this year. And that's in, that'll be in the summertime, early summer, uh, likely. Then in midsummer, in July, we've got our uh, vacation Bible school with the incredible race that's going to be happening. Uh, one family, one race, one savior that's going to be happening here this summer with our vacation Bible school. So that'll be a big event, uh, evangelistic event during the summer. And then one last thing, and that is our fall is going to be dominated by our 25th uh, anniversary as a church family, and so October 2nd to the 4th, uh, we uh, are going to be celebrating 25 years of ministry here in the South Riding area, and Jermaine uh, uh, has been pulling together, has pulled together some people that are interested in brainstorming and uh, planning for, uh, for the uh, fall uh, celebration and some of the things that will be happening this fall. Uh, the theme will be still forward. Uh, still looking backwards, we're still where we were 25 years ago as far as our doctrine, our beliefs, our convictions, our commitments to Christ, to his kingdom, uh, and advancing that kingdom through his churches that are planted all over the world by missionaries. Uh, and so still, but we're moving forward with those same convictions and beliefs and practices to, to accomplish that work uh, even in a more energetic and a powerful way uh, moving into the future. So uh, 2020 has the potential of being a life-changing year for the church family. Uh, if we're able to acquire an uh, assistant pastor that will come and multiply uh, the efforts uh, of uh, leadership here in the church and open up some new opportunities and avenues of service uh, and reaching out into our community 
And uh, so they'll, if, if it is the Comas family, if they do end up coming, uh, then they would be here in the early summer. And so by the time the fall comes, they'll be in full swing of operation, and we'll have a great fall celebration of 25 years of ministry. So that's what's happening this year. That's what's coming up. We're looking forward to uh, the changes that the assistant pastor could possibly bring and, uh, and the uh, ongoing work of the Lord here in uh, northern Virginia.